when you listen to the show, if we are wrong or we don't know what we're talking about, that is perfectly fine. And you can correct us anywhere you want on Twitter, on Instagram, or on Facebook. You can find us at Not A Historian Podcast or at Not Historians. That's fine because we just jump on the internet, go to the library, talk to people, watch some interviews, and do the basic research we can just to show that two average Joes can do it. Exactly. We're not historians. So first of all, let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Well, maybe he walked around with jelly beans. That's what it is. Maybe he walked around with jelly I think beans so. I think he, and he was at the crime scene and stuff and be like, nah, see, nah, I got these jelly beans, see, nah. We're just two dudes that came up with an idea and we said we should know more about the everyday world around us, like why are beer bottles the shape they are. In 1930, the Republican-controlled House of Representatives, in an effort to alleviate the effects of the, anyone, anyone, the Great Depression. Get ready to take notes, boys and girls. It's another edition of the Not Historians Podcast, with your hosts, Desmond Dunn and Shalom Agulana. And we're back with another iteration of the Not Historians Podcast. I'm your host, Shalom. I'm Desmond. And today we're joined by a legend a veteran, a great guest, one whose name shall be spoken in the names of not historian fame for all time. Guess why don't you introduce yourself? <laughs> Hi, uh, I'm Ray. Uh, I don't think I could kind of uh, do anything better than what Shalom said. That was uh, an awesome uh, intro. Yeah, Ray is one of our first patrons. Indeed. Um, he is currently one of our chat level patrons, where he gets a private chat every month. And we also uh, we were talking. He is uh, unfortunately a Blackhawks fan, so <laughs> you know he knows something about hockey. I don't know. He's from Chicago, so I give him I give him leave to be a Blackhawks fan. The problem I have is I have people in Texas uh-huh. that are Blackhawks fan. There's no way you live in Texas and you're a Blackhawks fan. You didn't jump on a bandwagon at some point in your life. So I have a question just to interject here before we we move forward, uh, Ray. Can can you clarify for us once and for all? Is it Illinois or Illinois? Illinois. Even though the spelling is Illinois, oh. it's Illinois. Oh. The S is silent. But uh, thank you so much, Ray. That's perfect because you know we've had this age old question for for quite some time. It hasn't been a question. And, it's just how I pronounce the word. And, and I've been. I've, I mean, I don't know if you got. Did you cut that out of the episodes? I think you cut no. it out of the episodes where we had this discussion where it was. No, it was me, him, and Chris. Too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was. It was. Okay. That's why you're looking the wrong episode. See, I, I clearly I leave I it in because then afterwards you'll notice that I say Illinois. Oh well, perfect. Well, so Ray has settled that once and for all for us. We I'll probably that. still mispronounce it because it's what I do. <laughs> If you knew the amount of things we have to cut out of the show because I mispronounced <laughs> True story. I could be a whole short in South Canada. <laughs> ah, it so, could. You're probably, it could. You're probably figuring out it's going to be. There's a whole blooper reel that's jokes that didn't make it in yeah. that will be coming out um, for patrons soon. Yeah. And then they will be out for other people once we finish recording everything else. <laughs> it's kind of how it works. You yeah. will, Everyone will get it. It's just... There's a one percent, and the one percent gets oh, things. Oh man! Rich. And you said that I'm hood, I'm kid rich. That's what you said. I'm kid rich. I'm not in the one percent. Oh, oh, I, you're not. I'm technically a producer of the show, like you. So I, <laughs> I, I said the things. I'm not going to get early access. Oh. Um. So today's episode is probably going to be titled "What the Puck." I like that. I like that was that. Ray's idea. Yeah, I like that. Uh, so what the puck? What are we- you can sense my kind of humor with that. Yeah. So what puck <laughs> are we talking about when we say what the puck? Uh, that's a good question. What the puck are we talking about? <laughs> Ooh, it's hockey. That's why. That's why Ray being a hockey fan matters. Oh, okay. I was kind of curious at that for a moment. So I'm going to let Ray start this one off here. Ray, what is your introduction to the hockey puck? I'm going to assume it's through hockey, but if it's not, you tell us that story too. But how you get into hockey or what you know um, about hockey? Well, I've always been a sports fan, um, and hockey, so kind of a side note, but also kind of helps with it. Chicago Blackhawks, uh, the owner previous to the one now, had this kind of rule where he wouldn't air any um, home games for hockey until there was a world piece. So granted, from, uh, from the time that he got the team to the time that he died, there wasn't really a, uh, a good showing of Chicago Blackhawks, but 
um, ESPN aired hockey a lot, and that's what I kind of watched a lot. And so I kind of learned that. And then um, 2004 is when I really started liking both the Blackhawks and hockey, just because I got to got to go to a game. Um, and so it just kind of went from there. And the puck being the one thing that everyone's going after, it's kind of hard to miss um, when you're watching or listening to it. And it's kind of uh, it's just, it's an interesting topic for that, yeah. about how it got there. I have a question for you as a, as a fellow hockey fan. Do you listen to games or do you watch games? Well, it kind of depends. If I'm at home or at a location that has CDs, I'll watch it. But there are some times where I listen to it. I'm part of the whole game, but probably until I get to a spot where I could, I could uh, watch it. Because with that, it's also kind of difficult because it, the puck being an, ab- an object that's moving frequently, you're not going to really uh, see... You're not going to hear where it is, and you kind of have to try to paint a picture in your head, and sometimes that's just uh, difficult for me, at least. Hmm. Okay, I was just wondering, because, like, see, I like to watch hockey, but I also like baseball. Those are my two big sports. Oh, man, two of the most boring sports ever. And I, I have hey. to listen. <laughs> and until, until, let's say, September, I have, to, I have to just listen to games. I cannot yeah. watch baseball games. I have to listen to them. Hockey, I have to watch. You know what? I, I got to interject a little bit here. Um, as, far, as far as baseball, watching baseball, I'd rather watch paint dry. I love to play baseball, but I'd, I'd rather watch something else. You, you, you know what? It, this is just a personal thing because we're friends here. I cannot play baseball worth a shit. That's terrible, man. I can't play baseball. Really? I can't play hockey. They're the only two sports I actually watch. Like, I can play I can play football. I, got, I played football. I can play basketball. I play yeah. basketball. I played lacrosse. Yeah, you did. I, remember. I wrestled. I've done, I've done all. Don't care about it. Don't watch. Yeah, but no, I like. I like. Um, I like hockey as far as you know. I like live games. Um, I also like to get on on the ice and play. But before hockey, hockey like ice hockey, I used to play like the street hockey. Oh yeah, you get the you get the rollerblades. Rollerblades. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Had a lot of fun with that. Uh, Cross checking. Now do tons. Tons of fun. Did Did you do like the ball puck or was it actually like a. Uh... Uh, rubber, not rubber, but like a um a puck that was flat. That's a good question. Um, so this is gonna be. This, Did you this have one of the roller weird. pucks? We had uh, we had rocks. Oh, <laughs> but no, we sometimes had um had, had like the rolling ball pucks. My uh my brother in my parents' garage, mm-hmm. the wall that faces the outer wall because one faces in the house because the garage is attached. Yeah. So there's a den and wash and a and a washroom behind it, and then the living room's on one side of it and the open side. Yeah. Obviously, the garage and then the outside wall. The outside wall is literally covered with black marks from my brother standing out there shooting a hockey puck. <laughs> like we would, we would play hockey, and he would. I would. I always wanted to be a goalie, and he yeah. would shoot hockey pucks at me all day long. Like when in the summer, Ali. we would be out there because I'm I'm a, I'm a bit of a hockey fan. I'm not going to say huge like yeah. NHL, not so much. But I grew up in northern Montana, so yeah. uh, Gretzky was in Edmonton when I was in. When I was in Montana, so you got to see that it was really cool. I came oh, to Texas; cool. he came to LA, so it was it was really cool. In fact, the first shoes I ever bought that mm-hmm. I can remember picking out, I know for a fact the first ones I ever bought that were uh, this has an athlete selling them to you were yeah. Wayne Gretzky's from like Payless, and they came with the hockey stick. That's cool. Yeah, so I did that, and I had all the trading cards. I used, I love trading cards anyway, but I used yeah. to collect all these hockey cards. And my dad, my wife, we all go to the local games, to the Bulls. Yeah. I like watching local hockey, local baseball more than pro. But that's just, that's it. That's it for me. Yeah. Um, and kind of going back on what Desmond was saying, uh, I'm kind of the same way. I always wanted to be a goalie just because it's uh, one for me. I don't, I don't really skate a lot. So if I'm on ice, I have to move too much. Um, and also hmm. because I like kind of the the pressure kind of on them to, uh, to stop. Uh, just like stop them everything. Yeah. yeah, I hear that. That's that's kind of my deal. Is like I perform better on the adrenaline rush than I do just as a standard. Okay. So and I'm a streaky yeah. skater. Like it's bad to say as a Montana, but <laughs> I'm a streaky skater. Like I, I'm I'm not the best skater, but like I move. Ooh, no. Plus, if you're gonna be on a hockey ring, I'm not a little guy. But you know what? If I'm on the rink, I want all the pads. So I'm the goalie. Right. It's <laughs> I get just, that. It's over. Now I had no idea. I assumed the hockey puck was like the hockey puck that we're going to talk about was the thing that was always used for hockey. It just yeah. made sense in my head because I never thought about it, honestly. Right. I mean, it's a hockey puck. 
It's in the name. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like, the same what the way. hell else would you have used? What did they use? A ball of twine? Like, I don't I mean, why not? Uh, so I didn't know. So we, we kind of just decided this would be an interesting episode. And I mentioned to Ray that we were going to do it, I think, in one of the chats. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, you know what? Actually, I'm a hockey fan and this and this. I would love to help research it. And we got to research and we said, you know what? We, we, we haven't had a guest in a while. Yeah. Let's have a guest. Now, I think in the order of release, we probably had nothing but guests. <laughs> but in the order of me and Shalom recording, yeah. we've been by ourselves a few times. So the episodes get out of order every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, so true. if you're hearing this going, but they just had a guest. We did. But not not in real life. <laughs> but not in real life. Not in IRL. Um, so what did you think about the hockey puck, Shalom? What did you, you think know, of it? The hockey puck, man, I, so I got to tell you, I, when I started playing like uh, street hockey, we started with rocks. Not even gonna. Make, I'm not making that up. We started with rocks. No, that makes sense. And at some point in time, somebody got an allowance, and we decided to go to to. Uh, what, I guess it was a Kmart at that time, and pick up you know some kind of rubber ball. So we started playing with. Uh, actually, we started playing with a tennis ball, and then somebody like one of the older guys came through. Older kids in the neighborhood was like, "You guys shouldn't be playing with a ball. You're not playing the real game. You need to get this puck." And so he came out. He went to his room, came back out with a hockey puck. Threw it down, and we started playing with this hockey puck. Now, the weird thing about it is, it worked just fine. I mean, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. A, I don't know if it was a regulation hockey puck. I mean, I'm I'm like what seven, eight, nine. So I don't know. But it was really fun to play the game with this hockey puck. All right. So Ray, what about you? What did you think about the puck itself? Um, it was again. I was kind of the same way as you, Desmond. I I kind of was like, well, I know it's there. Uh, I gotta imagine that. It just kind of was there for, for uh, the way it is now, and kind of doing research. I'm like, wait a minute, that's not that's that's crazy. So I'm kind of the same way. Um, and I was kind of worried going into it about the research. I'm like, oh no, I'm not sure there's gonna be enough about it because I was the same way, saying, hey, this it just kind of showed up one day and that's it. Um, but it was very extensive in the history of the puck, and that was kind of kind of good because. I guess I was worried that we weren't going to get enough information. Yeah, no, no, no. I think there's plenty yeah. here because it's interesting just to see the development of something we take for granted. I mean, right. we talk about everyday history, pop history. When you talk about a major sport like the NHL or your basketball or the NFL or anything like that, like these are the big ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got football, baseball, basketball, and hockey. Like that's the four that the four big ones. So to think that any of those instruments, one of the original items that they're, one of the scoring items they're playing with isn't the original item, isn't even close to the original item, it's kind of... It's kind of mind-blowing, yeah. Yeah, because it's part of everyday life. Like, if somebody says, get a hockey puck, I don't care how little you know about hockey, you could probably find a hockey puck. Or you can walk up to someone and go, I need a hockey puck. They'll be like, oh yeah, you can't walk up to somebody on some of our episodes and go, what, who, who invented Monopoly? (laughs) (laughs) That's Charles not that's Donald. not a that's not an everyday answer that somebody can give you. But if you go, excuse me, I'm looking for a hockey puck. Somebody can tell you where to get a hockey puck. Right. So I, I thought it was very. I could just imagine someone walking. What? <laughs> I was gonna say I could just imagine someone walking over to me and saying, "Do Jelly Bean Nelson have Jelly Beans in his pockets?" That's exactly right. That's exactly right. When Charlie Berger suggests a merger, <laughs> you should listen. It's like who? I don't know. Call the pavilion. This man's insane. <laughs> But uh <laughs> get some bullets, kids. <laughs> that is literally Shalom's favorite bit, and I have no idea why. Because <laughs> so, it makes no sense. <laughs> it's the randomness. I told you. I'm one of those few people that watches Aqua Teen and it's like, I get this. It's deep. Dude, I really think you are the only person. No, I'm pretty sure your brother does. Oh, yeah, probably. Uh, so uh let's get into it. Where the hockey puck doth come from. Alright. Uh, so what happened before the hockey puck? Let's get into that. So we have hockey, hockey, ice hockey, the game comes about. Okay. And then what happens? What do they play with? So the origin tribes in North America played like field hockey that involved a type of puck or ball. Um, it was first observed in the 17th century, um, by Europeans, and they were watching the Mi'kmaq, Mi'kmaq Indians in Nova Scotia, in Nova Scotia Canada, um, and so the Mi'kmaq are ricket. Right, so you have the Mi'kmaqs, and they are a Native American tribe that play a stick and ball game, I assume, because stick and ball games are very popular. Lacrosse comes, of course, from Native Americans in the uh, Northeast. Yeah. And then 
Also, they have a game. Uh, they're gonna be they're gonna be playing other forms of hockey, like field hockey and stuff. Hmm. The Europeans they come. Uh, yes, I, I think. I'm not, uh, and then also, uh, there's Celtic games. Uh, the Irish, the Celts, Scots, they all have. Uh, they all play like uh, hurling, like kind yeah, of okay. games. Yeah. Uh, so this is all kind of comes together. I feel like in hockey, I didn't really read the history of it, but I've been interested in game like the history of sports before. Mm. So uh, I'm just picturing that this kind of comes into confluence. Now, to my knowledge, and Ray, maybe you know more, Shalom, you know more. Hockey comes about in Canada, right? The yes, actual yes. ice hockey, right. ice hockey itself comes about in Canada, and this is like late. I want to say 18th century or so. Uh, think, I, um, I think so. so. The information I found was that at least the first um, indoor hockey game, specifically, was in 1875 in Montreal, um, which is in Canada. From what I've what I've found is that the game was observed by. Um, the Europeans with Mi'kmaqs in um, in Canada. So I gotta imagine that it probably originated somewhere up there because of the uh, of the of the amount of ice they could find. Right now, they would just at the time they would play on the ice itself. They didn't have skates yeah. at the time. I think that's also interesting. Well, like, so hold on, just pause for a moment. They would play on the ice without skates. How does that work? Um, I gotta imagine that very carefully that they're just <laughs> running in slide every so often. Yeah, I mean, like uh, I don't know, I don't know, but I just don't think that uh, the Mi'kmaqs had the technology to invent ice skates at the time. They probably had some mm-hmm. other kind of traction device, but well, right, I didn't like look into it. This is the history of the hockey puck, not the ice skates. You can do that one. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so before now, the game comes about, and before there's a puck, there's so um, the the Europeans they don't really give a name, but the way they observed it, they asked after the game the Mi'kmaqs what they're playing with, and they say that it's a frozen apple. Um, basically, I guess in Canada, I'm not really sure about what they grew in Canada, but I guess it was an apple tree, and so one of the apples they just froze it and then just kind of played it with that um and probably some other sticks hopefully i'm not sure yeah i heard i heard that they did they used like a uh, pieces of wood to like yeah. uh, cut down like logs i would assume not quite a puck more of a round ball kind of a, a shape that would just roll easy on exactly ice, yeah but wasn't too predictable kind of a thing uh there was also a story that i ran across and i don't know the veracity of any of this yet again we're quoting sources and we're not you know historians yeah uh, that some of the first actual pucks uh, that we would think of them in shape mm-hmm. were frozen cow pies. So I saw the same thing in my research and thought that was kind of the grossest thing I'd ever heard. <laughs> like, why in the hell would you grab this stuff, form it, form it? Well, they don't form it. it. It's just a cow pie. So it was. It just came frozen, and they just. Uh, I get it. I mean, they just picked it's it up Canada. off the ground. Yes. Yeah, it's Canada. Good point. I mean, well, I don't know if you've ever been to a cow pie toss. This is Texas, uh, so I'm asking no, legitimately. I, haven't. I, I legit don't know. Ray, have you ever been to a cow pie talk? This is the first time I've ever heard of uh, such things, so I gotta imagine no. Um, but <laughs> I probably Good. wouldn't either. Uh, you know what it is, though. So um, anyway, I hear the cows drop a cow patty, as we call them. Yeah, they they get hard, <laughs> so you grab you grab one of these hardened cow pies. I'm not grabbing that shit. And you literally <laughs> you grab it. And, and you toss it like a frisbee, and it's whoever can throw one the farthest. Yeah, it's a contest the Cowboys have apparently. You know what the record is for most thrown, or is that just a? Uh, is that something you have to research? So uh, I, I have a Google. I can, so I yeah. like how I like how you are uh, you. Your mind immediately went to can I research, break this record? Yeah, can can this record be broken? And then what is the history of this? So I like that. Right? I like how you just imagine or automatically went to that. I thought it was great. Yeah, because if it's not too bad, I may have to call Guinness World Records and uh, get my name in there one of these days. Well, it would so happen that Guinness does have a farthest cow pat toss. I don't know why I'm surprised. It is 81.1 meters. Oh. So I got to be going to getting the gym every day for the next two years and then, you know, go to Texas and, uh, and try it out. <laughs> Yeah, you need you need a flip disc or some side of a nice frisbee that you yeah. can use. But. Oh wow, there's a picture of a guy trying to eat it. You see that one? Yeah, that's a picture yeah, of a guy a trying. To I eat mean, that's kind of king. You know, they, that's, that's what they do. Like, anyway, they, they would use these. They would use these. I've heard as pucks. As pucks? 
Oh. Cowpucks. That's disgusting. We have cowpucks. They had cowpucks. So what happens with these things when they break apart? Uh, you get a new one. Okay, I guess that would be the obvious way to solve that problem. Good point. So anyway, the, this is all the stuff they use pre-days, we think. Frozen apples. Yeah. Maybe rocks like Shalom. Uh, some wooden things. Yeah, and some cow rocks. pies, possibly. Um, I actually, I, when I was doing my research, I didn't find the, the cow pie one. Um, that's kind of interesting. But I also wouldn't be surprised because of how uh, how resourceful the Native Americans were about animals and kind of using it. Use every part of the buffalo. <laughs> literally, they're like, hmm. Quite literally, in this case. Extra parts. Oh, they did. Um, oh, well, I won't go into it here, but maybe one day when we, if we ever get back to the museum. Mm-hmm. Well, I will tell the lovely story of what all the parts of the buffalo are used for. Because there's some interesting... Yeah, I mean, they legit used all yes. of the buffalo. Well, not, I mean, sometimes not everywhere, but there's right. some unique uses for certain parts of the anatomy. Yeah, like uh, to hold water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone in Texas knows, oh, everyone in the Panhandle knows that because you go to the damn museum. Right. And they're like, this is a water skin made from a ball sack. Yeah, and like, ah. Like, that's something well, I would never do. I, well, then you, you wouldn't have tried the best, I guess. <laughs> I, I kind of wonder if, if the water would be differently. I, I, I don't know if they tan oh. it, but it's a it's already in a natural sack formation, so it's easy to use. I, I don't I don't ever exactly, think yeah. I'm interested in that. <laughs> so I I also heard that when they when they finally when the Europeans came in and were like, hold on, you heathens, they took like field hockey balls, the wooden field hockey balls, and also like the uh, lacrosse balls, and would use them. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so up until really the 1870s, um. The the disc that we know today was actually a square. So um, if it was wood, it would be like a wooden square. Um, if it was rubber, they would usually cut the ball like a like a rubber ball in half and use it as that. No, that makes sense. Um, I didn't I didn't know about the square thing, but that makes sense because yeah. it, it's got a slide. The puck slides. It doesn't mm-hmm. bounce or anything, so it doesn't roll. So that actually makes it easier and more controllable because it always yeah. lands on the side. And I I seen that in my huh. research as well. I, I didn't know that. That's that's really cool. Square. I like. We should go back to that game. We should reinvent it. We should call it old hockey, and it should old just hockey and use a square, square like rubber puck. I mean, maybe that would be cool. Or cow pies, whichever one works. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a backup. If you go through, we'll make it a rule. Like, if you lose more than three cubes, then you have to go to cow pies for sudden death. Wow. No. Yeah. That'd be the shootout. The goalie wouldn't. wouldn't <laughs> the goalie will never want to be like. He's like, nope, nope. Fuck it. I'm out. <laughs> No, goes in the pads. I'm good. Never mind. Every kid our age should be listening to this, enjoying this, because you know why? Why the Mighty Ducks, man? Oh yeah, okay. I, let's face it, we all played hockey at some point because of the Mighty Ducks, whether it was street hockey or ice hockey. Yeah, doesn't matter. But the Mighty Ducks, so true. The knuckle puck. We all tried all of that. So I, I don't and know. We also, we all tried the. We all tried the the flying V formation. Oh yeah, like um, well, you're watching your first hockey games and you're like, why aren't they using the V? <laughs> oh, it's so easy. Uh, <laughs> yes, so true. My my downstairs neighbor, uh, his brother actually played for the Rangers. I thought you were about to say for the Mighty Ducks. I thought wow, no, really. Well, the the Ducks are a team, y- correct? But uh, no, his brother played for the New York Rangers. That's exciting. It is because I'm I a hockey fan. Cool. Do I look excited? You should. Okay. It's a professional athlete, Shalom. Something I, you would know nothing about. Oh, man. Because none of us are pro athletes. Oh, oh. oh I like how you take oh. it. Like, Ray, you're a fan, so I'm going to tell you this. Look, Listen to Shalom's ego. He's insulted that he's not a professional, that someone doesn't think he's a professional athlete. How dare you insult me? I, I mean, I'm... To be fair, I, I would be the same. It's like, you, you would know nothing about being a professional athlete. God damn you. Insulting my honor. <laughs> oh... It just depends on the on the uh, on the sport. You could have you could have joined the uh, professional mini golf tour. Professional mini golf. It's a thing. That's not something I'm really sure. Yeah. Is it, is it paid too? Because if so, uh, there are tournaments. I'm not you, for. There there were well let me put this about ten years ago I know there were tournaments mm-hmm. that you could enter. I entered one of their open things like I won an amateur slot. Because yeah. I played a shit ton of mini golf back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I went and played and got horribly defeated. Oh. <laughs> what was that like? Uh, pretty eye-opening, I guess. Because it's like, I, I, I worked at an amusement park with you. 
I do remember this. And yeah. I used to always go and play mini golf. I my... used to work for you at the amusement yes. park. And uh, I, I worked there and then uh, I went to other mini golf places. And when I went to the college, I went to mini golf and I like actually one of the mini golf places, like I, I set the, uh, like the high score, like, the low score, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, yeah. Cause it's golf. Right. So I'm sitting there and I did it and they were like, Oh, we're going to have a, a tournament next week or whatever. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll come try that. So I've been playing sure. mini golf maybe for at the time, like eight years Yeah, as a hobby. And I went and I won. Uh-huh. And then they were like, well, we're, when the tour comes through, I'm like, the tour? What the hell? Tour? You t-? Like, I'm not <laughs> playing on the PGA. I go to the driving range, but I don't know how to play golf. And they were like, oh, no, no. There's a professional mini golf. We, we, we've invited them. They were going to have an invitational one. It's open to whoever. So it's an invitational open thing. I don't know the difference here. But they, they had one where I guess if you if you qualified, you're in. So is that I guess that's an open? I don't know. So they said we're having this thing. And they invited the Professional Mini Golf Tour or whatever it's called. Yeah. I actually think it's Professional Mini Golfers Association. Uh, so anyway, I went up there and got horribly beat. It came in like way low. Golly. Man. And I always thought I was good. I mean, I've been playing like eight years. I'd like set the course record. And then I played in the day of. Like I just fell apart. I was going to make fun of you, but I really kind of feel bad for you about that now, man. I don't feel bad. Like, I wasn't like I was going to join the tour and become a professional mini golfer. I was in college. I mean, but think about how, how different your life could have been had you actually been. No, if I was going to go pro in anything, it would have been nerf. nerf. Nerf or nothing. Oh, it's nerf. Or nothing. <laughs> Just had the desert walking around 20 years later. Man, I was four strokes away from joining the tour of mini golf. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I used to beat somebody. I could have been a contender. No, I was just a guy that was really good at mini golf for a while. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I was too lazy for regular golf. <laughs> I wasn't going to point that out. I mean, let's face it. That's what it boils down to. Yeah, I shoot uh, a horrible golf game. Yeah, a horrible golf game? I've mm-hmm. never played actual golf. I love golf. I'm bad at it. There you go. I... I I don't I don't know what that has to do with the with story. <laughs> but I'm glad we, we took a tangent for no yeah. reason because the show wouldn't be complete without one. Exactly. Indeed. Uh now th- so at this point they're using half of a lacrosse ball and things. Mm-hmm. You were saying, right? Have you ever played lacrosse or had the lacrosse ball? Um I actually watched you play with lacrosse. I have played uh lacrosse kind of like as a as a uh, a gym class thing activity like as an introduction and I was terrible at it which I was terrible at most sports anyway so um but it kind of surprised me when I saw that because of the lacrosse ball it was I mean if the way we played it was like it was a, it was a hollow one a hollow ball now it might have been changed since the 1800s oh wow. but now Shalom did you did you play with a lacrosse ball um yes but I was not really good at lacrosse in fact, I remember the my most fond memories of lacrosse were watching you play, which uh, is awkward to say on on the air. <laughs> I okay. had I, I had a I had the good luck of actually being hit with the lacrosse ball during practice pretty hard one time uh-huh. in the eye. Oh, I would not want a slap shot with that thing. Like, I mean, it gets good speed on the end of the stick. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong, because I, I was a midfielder. So, I, I mean, sometimes if you're playing bag defense, you get a longer, you know, you have a longer lacrosse chunk yeah. it. So, I wouldn't want to get hit. So is that what happened to your eyesight? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, pretty much, man. Desmond has a fake eye. We were running. Yeah, I'm no, just kidding. we were running. Uh, we were running passing drills, and the coach hit me in the eye with the ball, and then he pretty much uh, yelled at me for crying about it. And I wasn't <laughs> crying. I got hit in the eye with the ball. <laughs> so water, watering. <laughs> uh, luckily, a dude on our team. Yeah, he was like, yeah, pretty much. He was like, he was like, what are you doing, Dunn? I was like, I was like, I can't see. And he's like, why? I'm like. Seriously, you hit me in the eye with the ball. He's like, Mr. Cat. I'm like, you hit me in the eye with the ball. Right? Because, I mean, it's passing drills. And he's like, I guess he was he was an older dude. And I guess he was still, still showing off that he still had it. So, yeah. he was running the drill with us. And he flicked it. And it hit me in the eye. Oh, I went down. I took a knee. I'm not going to lie. I had to, I wait, I had to get a new contact. I had to, my mom had to bring me a contact because yeah. I knocked my contact out. And uh, I had, we had a German dude on our team. His name I cannot remember. He's the only person I can't remember. But he was the other big dude that played defense with me. And uh, anyway, we never got along. We were always trying to, like, check the shit out of each other, run each other over and stuff. Yeah. We worked good as a team, but we just, like, had no chemistry. 
Anyway, Hugh got really offended that this coach was like being a dick to me this day. Only day he was nice to me out of like the two years that we played lacrosse together. Picks up the ball. They run the passing drill. He nailed the coach in the ear. Coach oh. went down. Oh. He was honestly crying. Oh, You would have thought he got shot. And he was like, what's wrong, coach? <laughs> he was like, you get hit with the ball? Why are you crying? And I was like, oh, dude. I was like, I've never respected you more I mean, that's than right now. Because he was a total asshole to me about getting hit in the eye with lacrosse. So I can't imagine playing hockey with this half a lacrosse ball. No. And having somebody. Because they don't wear face like protectors or chest protectors. Yeah, exactly, or any kind of yeah. protectors at this point. Right. Uh, and getting this ball just like. Half half a lacrosse ball, so it's even going even faster, and it's frozen. See that that to me is crazy, and just whipping up and hitting you like straight in the shin or something, or being the goalie because goalies didn't yeah have back face masks back then I would not want to be the goalie. Yeah, I would just be, be the, uh, the center wing that where we'll be the coach, whichever one works. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever's easier. Do you think they still wore ties back then? Like the rule that you have to have a tie if you're like this. Hockey's the only sport I think besides basketball. Not even basketball anymore, where you have learned the manager has to be like in a suit and tie. That's ridiculous. So I'm like, did, did like when the Indians were playing, was there a dude with like just like an extra? Tie? Yeah, I mean, that's part of the yeah, bison. Like also. that's where he comes from, or the cow. I hope so. Uh, now that seems like a really bad idea to have this game played like this way. But the sport exists still. I found this out when I was doing it. It's called brand, it's called bandy. It's the European version. It's played with a ball, okay. with a lacrosse ball. Gotcha. So it's like uh, street hockey. Hmm. Oh, yeah, on okay. ice. Oh. All right, that makes sense. I didn't know. That's just an interesting point. I found out that it still exists. It's Very called bandy. Nice. Uh, so it, they start slicing these lacrosse balls. Yeah. And Ray, correct me if I'm wrong here, but this is what I understood. Somebody got smart. And realize, hey, if we slice the top and the bottom off, we get a center puck. Yeah, so that was um, okay. That was uh, that was yeah, that was closer to um, to the ending of of when we kind of got back to the key, to the square. It went to hey, if we could do that with the wood. Why can't we do that with rubber ball? And then they kind of got that. So it was more of a just uh, disfigured oval, kind of like the cow pies when they first started, probably. Yeah, because okay. that's what I'd heard that they used with the wood was these kind of like ovaloid shapes. Yeah. They had the oblong, like, puck this. And so they started cutting them. And I, I don't know why they, they were cutting them in half. And I guess they realized that the flat worked really well. Yeah. But if it gets turned upside down, what happens? It gets unwieldy because it's Cause rotating it's around the yeah. center axis. Yeah. Uh, so I guess they realized that they just put the middle out there. It works. Upside down too, so it which makes sense. Of, I mean, in my head, that would be the only justification from going from the half ball to the center puck. Yeah, I don't. Did you actually find out anything about why they decided on the? Uh, I, could, I couldn't find anything on why. I guess it just happened that just it just kind of somebody somewhere was like, "Hey, why don't we cut this in half instead of using a ball?" And then someone later on said, "Hey, why don't we cut the top of it to make it more of an oval, um, flatter." thing and then it just happened to go from there probably but I, I couldn't find actual information now i do know that when they were cutting up the lacrosse balls they somebody did realize that they were being wasteful just cutting off like two-thirds of the material yeah to have a puck so they actually decided to start gluing old tires together because it was vulcanized rubber mm -hmm. and that's why the original pucks were like our modern pucks were made from was old tires glued together yeah and so i recall that in my research too but they but what i also noticed is they switched from that because those tires would break apart so right because they're just glued and it's yeah. frozen and they break apart and for some and reason glue breaks down when it's frozen you know the consistency of that type of glue wasn't stronger when it was frozen now modern pucks will break yeah i mean have you have you ever seen a puck break ray i have not but um i do have uh like a official official game puck um "Quote unquote," it was it was one of those things I went to a game and just bought one. Um, but I could imagine if if it's used enough, probably not in like in an actual hockey game, but like after quite a few maybe practice ones, probably. But I haven't seen one break. Uh, I've seen it here locally. I don't. I can't remember if I've actually seen an NHL game in a while. But uh, if you hit the goalpost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. On a really hard shot, that's usually the only way that you that you can juice one up enough to get it broken is to hit one of the posts. 
and it'll snap. Uh, sometimes if you get it flying really well and it lands out of bounds, it'll break even. Hmm. Uh, that's really it. I don't, I don't think there's anything. So the modern puck comes about after they decide it's being wasteful after doing this. And it's vulcanized, right? It's vulcanized rubber. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. That's actually part of the definition yeah. that it's vulcanized. Um, yeah. Which is kind of a cool word in itself. But that's, again, um, <laughs> that's a different story. <laughs> now, the interesting thing is that the hockey puck itself, uh, I don't know if it's Canadian or American. I couldn't find out. I could not find a definitive source to tell me who made the first one. I saw them pop up, but they popped up everywhere around the same time. Did you guys find out anything? I know that the first mention of it comes from Montreal, like you said, in 1875. But I couldn't find out when the first puck itself came about. Um, I, could, I couldn't find that, but again... Um, so, I, get, I was thinking that maybe it is Canada because of the natives playing it in Nova Scotia. Um, and just kind of the first mention of it was in uh, 1876. Um, and so, I gotta imagine that it was... Um, that it was in Canada because of all the like, all the new stuff came from Canada. So I got imagine. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was probably Canadian, but it was just they they seemed to pop up all at once. So I think that it was probably somewhere that traveled. I mean, the game has steam, of course, in the Northeast. Uh, it's popular in your neck of the woods. It was popular where I'm from. It happens. I don't know. I just I thought it would be I thought it would be something that people would know, like this newfangled puck. But it's yeah. not. It's just like the first indoor game used a puck, and that's the big deal. All right. So it's really weird. Uh, but nothing concrete. I, I've heard, I found things that said, oh, it was used in America back before, or oh, it came into Canada before. And I guess it really also can, depends on what your definition of modern is. It's true. Because they were using wooden pucks, but obviously we mean vulcanized rubber pucks. Right. And I'm not sure that everyone that's reporting things is using that same definition. And so there may be a, a lexiconal issue yeah. in trying to research this. I'd like to know, though. I mean, it's just interesting because we know the progression of the thing. Yeah. We just don't know when the change actually happened. It's and true. it's pretty major. Like somebody goes, hey, guys, we should make pucks instead of. Have this wood. And, well, I mean, or instead of gluing that. together our old tires. Right. Yeah, but we should still use that vulcanized rubber. It's good stuff. Exactly. Uh, now, I also don't know where the name puck comes from. So I tried to find the, that out. Uh, the, the word puck comes from a from the mid nineteenth to late nineteenth. Oh, sorry, from mid to late nineteenth century, um, and so it comes from Ireland for the game they played called hurling. Um, that's where the definition of like where the word comes from, the uh, so the the first use of the word puck p u k e was like you mentioned in eighteen seventy six from the Montreal Gazette. Well, that's the first that's the first hockey use, but why they picked the word itself is kind of weird because I was looking into where like the etymology of the word where it yeah. came from. There's a word for poke. Oh. And it's puck. So they were saying that it may be to poke with a stick. You'd use a stick. That's usually what it means to use a pointed object to poke. Using whatever the your hockey stick to poke, the deal is called puck. Gotcha. The other thing is it may be a reference to Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream with puck. All that. Like it's just a reference to oh, the okay. character. I that seems really far fetched to me, but it was it was reported on a number of sites. And I'll be honest, yeah. uh I'm not a scholar in old English. I'm not J.R.R. Tolkien, so I do not know uh if Tolkien could answer this question or not. I feel like he could because he's a master of language. But uh I honestly feel like I will never know where it comes from. But I agree with you. It's definitely related to Somewhere in Europe, mm -hmm. and most likely has to do with the, the games played on the Emerald Isle or in other Celtic nations. So, do you guys... Oh, go ahead, Ray. I'm so, sorry. I was going to say, maybe that's what the Europeans kind of first, how they observed it, and kind of that's what they were thinking when they first saw it being played, and that's kind of how the, um, the term came to be used, because I'm sure the natives didn't understand that 
it looked a lot like hurling in in Ireland, and so maybe that's how they that's how they saw it going, and so that's when they kind of decided that maybe that's what they're playing it with, and so it kind of came from there. Um, this is just a just a theory, not really any concrete information for that, but that's kind of where I would be thinking it came from. Yeah, I mean that's 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 what I was thinking too. It's like it's either that or the poke thing. Like somebody wrote it down and they used an archaic word to be funny or something, or to refer to them yeah. as savages. You know, they they were saying like our ancestors would have poked, and it stuck like in an old newspaper reporter. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's that's cool. I mean I don't uh, think that's probably accurate. That's the history of the hockey puck, though. It's pretty straightforward. It comes from point A to point B. Uh, but they used some interesting. I mean, the cow patty thing is really interesting. That, that to me is the disgusting. fact that it was a cube at some point. Yeah, the fact that it was wood. Right. Um, that they glued tires together. I mean, it's it's neat to kind of look at the the progression of the, of the thing. I know, I know, I agree. With Most you there. sports don't have that. Like that's no. what's interesting. Like I've looked at other. Again, the history of gaming is just a. So I got a question. Did you guys know that? Like the process to build these pucks now. Like, have you have you gone through the whole process? Do you know what it's like? I've I've seen the uh, how it's made thing. I think. Oh, okay. but go ahead. I want to tell the listeners. Yeah, so it's it's, it's kind of neat because they take there there are several different types of rubber that are used, and then there's some there are minerals added. There's some oil added to make yes. to harden the rubber and to make it more um, uh, more rigid or make it last It'll not last. not as rigid but make it more elastic. I guess and yeah. make it last longer. You know, I thought that was kind of neat. Uh, it goes through several several hours of processing there. Yeah, they, the curing process for them is really intense. It is. And if you want, you can go to the hy- hydraulic press channel mm-hmm. and see what happens when you use like a 12-ton press to try and pop a hockey puck. Man. It's it's really interesting because I didn't think it would happen. I mean, I I've used a hockey puck for a lot of things. Yeah. So... Uh, they're helpful around the house, even if you don't play hockey. I don't yeah. know. They're good coasters. Exactly, yeah. They're great coasters. They're great coasters. Oh, they're also good furniture movers. Like you put yeah, them on. If you leg. put them on the bottom, they yeah. slide. That's the only problem with them being coasters is you can't still knock a drink clean uh, off. True, of them. true. But you know what else? They're incredibly heat resistant because they're vulcanized rubber. Well, they go through a lot of heat to be made. Yeah. So uh, when we used to use like soldering irons and stuff and heat guns, we'd set them. On the hockey pucks. Oh, yeah? They, yeah. If they're not super hot, they won't burn it. Mm-hmm. But you can put, like, super heated things on hockey pucks. They don't really... Unless they're really, really hot, Yeah. then they'll melt. But otherwise, they just Otherwise, bubble nothing. a little bit. Yeah, you can use them for that. They're really good for, like, super cold things. You know, like, yeah, use them. And you can use them as, like, a, in the car shop, we used to use them to, like, beat out stuff. You use a hammer on the other side, and you put them in there. Yeah. So it's it's really interesting. Uh, there were some little facts about the hockey puck that I pulled up. Did you guys have any facts? So thanks for bringing the the bringing up the processing because they do yeah. use. I think I don't remember how many different types of rubber mixtures. Yeah, like I think two or three, and then there's also you know two different types of oil, uh, some mineral stuff that they add to it, which is just kind of. I mean, to me, the whole process was really neat. So I think. You know, listeners, if you get a chance to go back and kind of take a look at that, definitely worthwhile to to, to pay attention to the How It's Made video on in, on in regards to that. Because I think the process itself is kind of interesting, and it's uh it's one that I wouldn't have thought they used. And it's incredibly modern. Like, that's what yeah. struck me, uh, strikes me about it, is that of all the gaming instruments that I see, mm-hmm. as far as, like, uh, sports, these are probably the most... Intense, like basketballs, footballs, baseballs, all have technology in them. Soccer balls have a lot of technology in them. Yeah. But hockey seemed to be the most involved, like, chemically, physically, mm-hmm. industrially. Yeah, I agree. That is true, yeah. I mean, anything that uh, has vulcanized in the definition is it has to be kind of the most intense yeah. one. <laughs> true. Yeah, it's, it's true. I mean, like... By, that, by definition, that's a good point. That's why they were like, hey, let's not make vulcanized basketballs. Although they should. I would, I would pay to see money. <laughs> <laughs> Bam! Oh, he definitely checked that. Uh, now, in normal hockey games, this is just fun fact time here for me, because that's what I do, trivia. Uh-huh. There's uh, an average use of 12 pucks per game. Right. Now, why is that? Hmm? Do you know why that is? Mostly because they go out of play. Like, like, as in they get knocked into the stands and yeah. stuff? So, in addition to that, kind of the research I saw was that 
part of the reason is because the pucks are frozen. Yeah, they do. They heat up. Yeah. You know, every game, every puck is frozen. They freeze mm-hmm. a batch of pucks in a cooler. If you've ever been to a game, they have a cooler full of pucks when you get there. Yeah. And so as they thaw out, you know, they want to replace them with pucks yeah, that are readily frozen. they do. But a, a lot of them fly out. Like, I've never, I don't think I've ever been to a game where you didn't have at least, like, four to five pucks fly out. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I, it, it, it seems like sometimes every other play, there's a puck flying into the stands. Because, like, they have the nets up in our, sta- in our stadium and our league, yeah. but they, they go out the sides every time. And over, they'll go over that. Yeah. So an interesting point to add to your your uh, statement about the – which thank you for sharing that, uh, your statement about the, the pucks, is the last – do you guys know when the last game was played with only one puck? You know when that happened? 1972. Uh, really close. What about what do you think, um, Ray? I'll go with uh, 1970. You guys are like almost spot on. 1979 was the last game that was played with yeah. only one puck. Yeah, the 70s in in regards to hockey are important anyway because that's when a lot of the safety mandates come in. That's when a lot of guys stop the old school "I'm a tough guy" thing and play it like a pro sport. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. Uh, it comes into itself. Did you know a hockey puck only weighs six ounces? I didn't. It seems like it weighs more, right? Because you yeah. hold it. But I think it's a size thing. Ah, exactly. Yeah, it, it does feel, um, or at least looks and feels a lot more. But it is one of the standardized for NHL. It's either between five and a half or six ounces. That's kind of like the uh, the official NHL usage. Yeah, there's they they have very uh, specific. There's the weight. The yeah. dimensions, like the diameter, the height, the width, uh, they can be used in it. And I think even the grid lines now are in the books. Because mm. if you've ever held a hockey puck, you will notice that they are scored on the sides. Right. Yeah. And I imagine that's for the, the friction? Yeah. Okay. It helps with it and keeps them better. Um, so I have a question. <laughs> and I didn't I didn't get this in my research. I don't know why. Oh, go for it. Shoot. Um, do you, either of you know when... Like when because we talked about how they play games without protection, without padding. Do you know when the the mask came in? Like the goalie mask? Oh, the goalie mask comes in. I want to say in like the thirties. Uh, it's something we can find. We have the power, unless you already know. You're just setting me up. No, no, I, I don't know. I just this was a question they ran. So came I mind. actually did. I'm gonna say like 1939. Um, so I did. Ahead, I kind of the information because guessing. I have um one quick fact to kind of make it. Um, even kind of a cooler thing, I guess. So the fastest slap shot in history that's recorded was the 1965 All-Star Game Skills Test. It was 118.3 miles per hour. Um, so uh, the first the first usage of a mask, which was really just kind of like a mouth guard, was in 1927, um, and it was with the Queen Victoria, um, like, College, um, and yeah, it's Queen's University. Queen University, yes. So in 1930, the first leather face mask, which I call the Jason mask, was used. <laughs> and so in 1959, the start of when all of NHL adapted the goalie mask. So it actually, this is another thing that happened in Montreal. Um, a goalie requested a mask because he just almost got hit in the face, and he's like, nope, can't do, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do this. So he went to the bench, got a mask, and his coach, the other team's coach, his teammates, the other team's players, and fans were mocking him as he got it and wore it for the rest of the game. But it worked because the Montreal team went on to win 15 in a row after that, and so... That's when most of the NHL is like, wait a minute, this thing actually doesn't hinder the goalie. Um, it, it helps them. So they started wearing it. And I think in the 70s, what Desmond was kind of mentioning with all the safety measures, I believe the last goalie who was able to wear, who was able to still play without a mask, retired. Um, and I, I was going to say a different term, yeah. but there's an episode on that why I shouldn't say the term I was going to use. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, got you, got you. Okay. It was, it was, it was Andy Brown of the Penguins, the old Penguins. My dad's a Penguins fan. Hey man, ready? Way to go on that one. Ready to go. Nineteen seventy-four. He he was the last season he played without uh, a mask. 
And he was the last goaltender to play with that mask. So here's a random question. When you when you see the goalie mask, who do you think of? Like, what iconic character do you think of? Ray, I think you kind of told us, but I'm going to ask again. Who do you, who do you think of? of course, that's, the only, that's the only person I can think Jason? of. Is Jason, even though the mask has changed to more. Really? I, when I... When I I'm looking at the original fiberglass mask here, and the only thing I think of is uh, Leonardo DiCaprio from Man in the Iron Man. Okay, yeah, I can see that with the one from uh, Jacques Jacques Plantes. Is that who it is? Plantes, yes. Um, but so I think of, and this is going to kind of show my nerdism here. I think of Casey Jones that's, from the Ninja that's Turtles. Exactly right. Yeah. If I was being an honest answer, if you'd given me two seconds, I think that would have been it. Because I was like, it wasn't Jason. I don't think about Jason. Yeah, no, no, no. I think Casey Jones. Because when I was a kid, I wanted to be him. Like, <laughs> right? I'm not going to lie. I'm wearing sweatpants right now. And if I have white shoes over there, Dude. and if I could, I would take a blue hoodie and cut the, cut the sleeves <laughs> off of it. Just straight up put on that mask right now. And, and just, get the like the backpack, yes. where, cut the backpack where it can hold yes. the sticks. I mean, he is a badass. Yes. So. He, he was one of the best parts of the live action movie. Yes, yeah. he is. You're correct. There's nothing. There's nothing you can say bad about. So, what's the best hockey movie? I like Goon. Actually, I've never heard of Goon. I, I've heard of right. Goon. I haven't personally seen it. Um, that's something I, on my bucket list to watch. Um, but mine is Miracle. That's a newer one about the um, the '85, I believe. Oh, so there's a new. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Is there a new Miracle? Well, I, no, I'm used so to the old one. It, it is the old one, but. Oh. I guess it's of the hockey movies. It's part of the newest because the, there's the Mighty Ducks series, franchise. Um, and I think Goon was like '80s, right? You know, I don't know. I haven't watched that movie. Goon the '80s. You think? Goon the '80s. I think is this, is the is the second one. There's just one. No, I mean, did Goon come out? In no, no, no. Goon came out like maybe, maybe okay. like yeah. So I was kind of just uh, using it as like a timeline, also where that's the newest um, like hockey movie that I've seen. Um, and for me, it's kind of good because it has a historical part two where it was part to it where the U.S. faced the Soviet Union and the Soviet Union were basically um, the, the best players ever in the Olympics. And so it was kind of a the, the Olympics were in uh, in, the, in the United States, I can't remember where exactly. And um, so the U.S. kind of tried to had to beat them on their home ice because you know, Cold War, um, the Cold War was still around, so it's kind of a great movie because you get to see the evolution of it, team chemistry, and all that other, other stuff. Yeah. Well, that's really profound, and good reason to pick that movie. So my, my movie is The Mighty Ducks, and much for, much for I, as I would like to say, it was because it was an iconic movie, it's more or less because it was the first movie I had ever seen that had anything to do with hockey. Okay. Well, you know what? I have a really sad story about the Mike Ducks. I was Googling it when you were talking because I wanted to be right on this. Yeah. So, the guy that directed it, they uh-huh. have, uh, Stephen Herrick, and he directed a bunch of great movies. And then his career, just like, I don't know what happened to this man. I feel bad. But just for a second, guys, we're closing out the show. So, let's just go follow me on this final tangent. Okay. He directed Critters in 1986. You guys seen Critters? No. You've never seen Critters? No. Have you seen Critters, Ray? I haven't either. No. Oh, man. It's like uh, Tribbles meets Gremlin. That's it's terrible. Like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, that was good. Oh, that's a, that's a good right? movie. Yeah. Don't, tell Mom the the, don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead with Christina Apple. Really good movie. I love that movie, too. Yeah. I, I used to rent that movie. That was one of my most rented movies. They uh, it was dur- one of mine, too, but probably for different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think so. So then, <laughs> The Mighty Ducks. The next year, he followed up. He followed up with The Three Musketeers. Love that movie. Love that movie, too. It's got Jeremy Irons in it. Yeah. Gerard uh, Depardieu, whatever his name is. The, the French Gerard Gen- Depardieu, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not from the French part of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> from the country-ass part. I mean, let's oh, be real. Wow. It's true. Like, they sound more country than we do here. Mr. Holland's Opus. I like that movie a lot. Yes. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. The original... The, the original... Disney live action remake, 101 Dalmatians. Oh. So he, look, he's on a roll. He's hot yeah. And then Eddie Murphy came in and killed his career. With what? Holy Man. The movie, the one where he's the holy dude that goes to QVC with Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, I remember that movie. Horrible movie. I, right? I liked that movie. I thought it was all right, but it's horrible when you go back and watch it. Just trust me. Watch yeah. It. He, then he was forced to do Rockstar, Life or Something Like It, Man of the House. Oh, yeah. Picture this. 
Dead Like Me Afterlife. That's that's a TV movie movie. Yeah. Uh, Into the Blue Two. You make it a Jessica Alba Paul Walker sequel that doesn't have Jessica Alba or Paul Walker. Yeah, that's kind of awful. The Cutting Edge Fire and Ice. Man. And then then it gets great. Then he did The Chaperone, which I don't know if you know this. That's the Triple H movie. Yeah. Yeah. And then he did Jinx. And now he's been working for Dolly Parton. He did he did Dolly Parton's uh, Coat of Many Colors, The Great Billy, Gilly Hopkins, Dolly Parton's Christmas of Many Colors, Circle of Love. So, I mean, I, I feel like it, working for Dolly Parton wouldn't be a bad thing. I no, mean, no, no. It depends on what you're working no, for. No, she's rich and she's a smart businesswoman. Mm-hmm. But those are like ABC things. And this man made Mr. Holland's Opus and yeah. Bill and Ted's. And the Mighty Ducks, and don't tell mom the babysitters did. And then he, takes and, his hand and he like did, that. did Holy Man with Eddie Murphy. That's Eddie Murphy. Murphy, yeah. The only person whose career Eddie Murphy can't kill is Eddie I Murphy. I just imagine the guy <laughs> going to work every day for Dolly Parton and be like, That's such man. a true statement. Oh, man. Just, just wait for that royalty check to come in. Yeah. I used to be a good director. I invented Bill and Ted, goddammit. <laughs> All right, that's all. So one other fact that I, I wanted to bring up because I thought it was kind of neat was um, in not. 1996 Fox was the main oh yes company oh, with, God. who was handling I know what uh, you're going to talk who about was handling the the uh, NHL the NHL they were broadcasting uh, the NHL yeah. that's the, the word broadcasting uh, right. smart puck is that what you're talking yeah, about yeah with okay, the smart puck it. right is that what it was really called it was called the Fox uh, the Fox Track oh God go ahead the Fox Tracks Ray do you, I don't know if you remember this because you probably weren't into hockey then um, well considering I was so what happened was considering I was two I don't really remember that stuff sorry go ahead oh I didn't know you were that young I'm sorry <laughs> man okay I was like 45 it was a good year wait, wait a minute 96 you were yeah, two no. yeah he that's how young this guy is oh man Oh, now, now I feel old 96 you're going to middle school yeah I, honestly I think I was in middle school in 96 ah like the whole memory lane thing <laughs> yeah. that showed up. Wow, that's all right. Anyway, so they they had these these pucks that had microchips embedded in them, and the microchip would send an infrared signal to these computers, and these computers would add colors to the puck, like depending on the speed. Like when it when you had the puck and like for passing plays, it was blue. They made the color blue mm-hmm. on so on on TV, and you could kind of see it. And then but when there was like a slap shot to the goal, it was red, and like people. I mean, I think the idea was revolutionary. I thought it was a great idea. But it cost $50,000 per puck that they did this for. Oh, that, that's not even the worst part. Uh, well, the uh, worst. and then they also, there were complaints about it not actually keeping track of of, um, of the puck in real time. And then there were complaints where uh, people were just saying that it costs too much. It costs way too much money. See if you can find a video of it while I tell you this story about this goddamn fox puck. Oh, so, uh, okay. Uh there was this old... You remember... I'm trying to think of a good movie. I'm going to say Highlander or I'm going to say Ghostbusters. But pre-CGI, pre-Jurassic Yeah, Park. I know where you're taking that. Absolutely. Okay, and the glow was like had to be rotoscoped on. Right. The puck looked that was, like it was yeah. rotoscoped on. I agree. So the puck was like huge in mm-hmm. comparison to the size of the actual puck. Right. And once they talk about not real time, when they were playing for that puck, you could not tell because it was just a big blue blob. Yeah. Uh, I found the video earlier before I. Uh, I don't. I didn't. Up. I want to make sure that I'm not lying. No, you're you're accurate. I think on that on that point was that the um, the puck and then the color seemed like it see it didn't seem real. Like oh today, no, it's that glowing. Yeah, yeah. Ghost like today, when you follow saying. the when you follow the um, when the imaginary lines are drawn on the football field. Like, yeah, that's what that? I'm saying. That's it's what a you lot, think. This is a lot better. No, no, no. No, no that's a lot better. Yeah, the football scene is a lot better than. What they had done with the puck, but I liked the technology, liked the idea, thought that it was really revolutionary. Yeah. Okay. So here's it didn't here's last a, long. There, there's a picture. Okay. Yeah. Notice the width of the puck is bigger than that man's head. Right. That's that's all I'm saying. Like um, it was horrible to watch. Yeah, and, and to that point, it only lasted for a little while. And apparently, the electronics. This we're not talking about a microprocessor. Uh, I have a picture which I'm going to actually save so that we can. Put, yeah, put it on on the on the Twitter feed. But uh, it's literally like forty percent of this puck. Yeah, like internal. There's a circuit board with lights and a bunch of sensors. And it, I don't know if this is the right one. This is this is a glow puck, but it's still a horrible idea. I just I, look, watch the goddamn game. That's yeah. that's my advice to you kids. I, I mean, I get that. I mean, I, I totally understand. I mean, that makes sense because they have high tech pucks now, but. 
Yeah, but I, I agree with uh, Shalom. It's it is kind of a revolutionary idea. Um, and the problem with with it was that because people were complaining they couldn't find the puck, that's why they they really use it for Fox. Um, and so I guess if they would have done it kind of better, if they would have maybe uh, did it differently, I'm sure that would have been kind of a cooler idea. And maybe maybe that's something that. I bet they could do it now. Yeah, I mean, with the technology nowadays, I think that would be better. Yeah, because the the like he was saying, the old uh, glowing line first down marker used to be horrible. Right, it did, but they and they then, changed that. And then, like, I also enjoyed the eagle eye. In uh oh yeah, in uh, tennis, the eagle eye tennis that spots yeah uh, whether or not your your shots in or out. That's mm-hmm. super useful, and I like the the box for. Uh, for baseball, that lets yeah, me know kind of, if the calls are good or bad. Yeah. In fact, I follow a few of those on Twitter that just tell me, like, if the uh, if if the umps call in. Hockey. Yeah, that's me. I follow on Twitter too. Yeah. But anyway, that that's it for the hockey puck and stuff. I guess, yeah. guys. Final thoughts. Uh, we'll start with uh, let's start with Ray. What, the, are, you, what are your final yeah, thoughts? The history on, of it is actually puck. very interesting, and it's changed a lot, kind of, from what I thought. I mean, from basically using an apple to the 1940s where uh, where it kind of became standardized of what we see now and then the quick little detour to the fox tracker thing that was kind of um it's kind of cool to see the, the evolution of it and seeing that it's actually changed that's actually a really good point right good point. I did as much as I hate I I deride the fox tracker puck or whatever yeah look I I applaud the, the attempts. Yeah. And I think it is great, like he says, that this episode's a straightforward episode. There's not a lot to it. But it's interesting because you see something go from a frozen apple right. to technologically advanced to track itself on your television. Exactly. Exactly. So is that, are those your final thoughts on that? That would be my final thoughts. The so, hockey puck that's awesome. So my thought, final thoughts on the hockey puck is, you know, the hockey puck kind of changed the way the sport is is, is played. You know, I think that that's that's revolutionary to where to where you can have something start as like you had stated earlier, Desmond, as an apple, and then transition into something that's electronically, uh, technologically advanced to the point where we can follow it on television, we can follow it on on the ice with our eyes, you know, and then on top of that, we can also see when when we're at a live game, you can follow it now uh, because there are some pucks that have lights on them, which. I, I thought it was a little bit ridiculous, but there are some pucks that light up, and it gives you that added bonus of being able to see the puck. So, I mean, for me, hockey hockey in itself is a it's a sport, one of those sports that I like. I much rather play than watch, but I can also watch the sport and have just as almost just about as much fun as I can actually playing it. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to what they can do with the puck in the, in the in the near future. Or rather, in long term, what do you think? What do you think the next step will be that we'll see in puck technology? I think that they might add something along the lines of, you know, the, maybe a puck that can that stays frozen longer. Because let's face it, it's a bit excessive to have you know twenty four pucks used in a game or twelve pucks used in a game. What if you could? What if you could get it to a frozen consistency to where it lasts the entire no, game? No, I think I you think know? you're right. I think all of the advances will be in the uh, material, the design material, and the chemistry. Yeah. Of it, and maybe some changes to the physics. The shape may change a little bit in those very minute ways, yeah. where it has steeper angles and stuff to allow the shots to have more control and more precision. Mm-hmm. But I think that's going to be like anything; it's material science at this point. Yeah. I don't think that there'll be another big change to the shape of it. No, I would really love to be able to play a game with the cube one or <laughs> see a game. I'm going to go try to find one. Yeah. But that seems really interesting to me. Other than that, I, yeah, I don't does. know. I'm going to find out about this bandy game. That sounds kind of fun, too. But that's it. Uh, we also, since Ray's on the show, I guess we should sign out with two things. One, uh, we're working on a very special video. We are. We, we've shot this video, but editing it and editing the podcast and the other podcast and getting uh, material up is weighing on me. So, uh... Hmm. It'll probably be a while. It'll go up to patrons. If you want to find out what's going on on Patreon, we'll get some patron perks, get a follow, get a shout out, yeah, get a chat, get to chat with your fellow patrons, yeah. get to chat with just us, 
get to be a mention on the show, get to guest host the show, right? You can go to patreon.com slash not historians and find out more. Or you can just hit us up on Twitter and see what's going on. We'll talk to you and uh, try to tell you what you want to know, what you're going to get for your money. Yeah. Ray Ray does it. He's, he's been a patron for a few months now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray, do you think it's worth it? I mean, most definitely the best money I've spent in a long time. <laughs> uh, that is the first time I've heard anybody say that I am the best money that they've spent. That's because you time. normally just go to strip clubs and. <laughs> Uh, no comment on that, but so. <laughs> no, Ray, we really appreciate you, Ray. Thank you for coming on and helping us out with this show. Uh, I'm really honestly going to just put this out here. This show wouldn't have been a possibility without you being here. So we greatly appreciate you and, and your support. I would say thank you for the opportunity of having me. Um, it was kind of a, like a shock when I was asked no a few exists. months ago. What happened and to white kind dog of nervous about warming. it, but this was oh, a, a fun time. And uh, like I said, the researching of it was... Really uh, fun, also. You should look that up yeah. on your on your twelve on your on your twelve. No, your thirty-two inch uh, iPad. Sports I'm not a big <laughs> sports guy. Like it's not a fundamental part of my life. You can fucking read all the research. Like, you can read the but internet. I really like. enjoy the sports I do like. Yeah, and, and the history for sure. And the, yeah, the history of them because I I just have this question. It's the whole fundamental basis of the show is you and I going. So what's where did this come from? Like right. we know what a hockey puck is. We're not idiots, right? But considering like, does it have a history? Was somebody murdered to design the hockey? Like, <laughs> is there intrigue behind it? Answer: No. But maybe there will be behind the tennis ball, right? Or the basketball, or the football, or the, football. Or the baseball, mm-hmm. or any other. There's a bunch of sports. There's got to be some intrigue somewhere, and we're gonna find it. Uh, I don't think it'll be a mini arc like our history of gaming. But it will probably be a thread we we weave in and out from time to time throughout the show. So until next time. That's been Desmond. This has been Shalom. And we're joined by Ray. And we are still not historians. We'll see you next time.